Yeah. Welcome to Career Talk with Enon Chichi. Um, so this is the second episode we're recording uh, together. And the feedback from the first episode has been so amazing. I uh, would like to thank everybody who, you know, left us a good review, sent us their feedback. And we realized we've been able to uh, reach so many countries um, that we least expected, you know, across Europe, America and Africa. Yeah, that has you, been everybody. And <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, keep listening. Uh, we'll try to you know, give you as much advice and tips as we can. And uh, today we'll be talking about something very, very important in your careers. Um, I think it's like the the first thing every job seeker would need to have, which is the resume. Yeah, but so uh, and to, can you like, okay, I already called your name, but you can say yes, someone might be listening to this for the first time, so. Yeah, okay, this is Eno, mm-hmm. anyways. So they can know the voices. <laughs> this is Eno, and that's Chichi in yeah, the background, so, so Chichi, yeah. you can say hi. Hi, this is Chichi here, so maybe you guys used to have voices over time, and then all the time but yeah chichi and then Enon was the one that introduced okay continue <laughs> <laughs> okay so today we'll be talking about resumes um how important the resume is for your career and um what you need to do to get your resume to stand out and how you can use your resume to get the dream job that you want by having the perfect resume so um Choma, I'll, I'll let you start um, okay. with what you have to say today. Yeah. Okay, so resumes. Uh, let's even start with, so let's say for example, so and I are both Nigerians, so uh, uh, that's the one thing I can easily relate to right now. Back home, most people call it CV, right? Yeah. And both of them are quite very different and distinct. So sometimes when you move from Nigeria, we have CV to Canada, we are, and they're talking about resume. The layout is different. The information that is needed here is different. There's so many. There are so many differences. So today I just want to start with the differences, and then we can now start building on the resumes. Because someone in Nigeria now might not even understand the difference. Um, you can Google easily Google the difference between both resume and, and the CV. But the key things I felt to highlight is back home in Nigeria, for example, you have where some people put their date of birth whether they are female or male, they, they, their hometown that your village. <laughs> okay, maybe not <laughs> But you put a lot of, a lot of information there that are, there's personal, yeah, personal information. information that really isn't necessary here. In fact, here, you don't, they don't okay, you even meet your, some people put their addresses just so that if maybe you want to show you're in Lagos and you're not far away. Here, you put like maybe Calgary, for example, or maybe your postal code, but it's not always people will not even advise you to put your address sometimes and that's one thing i have to mention before we even go into this topic full time you know this is a very subjective topic like everyone has their own advice even when you go on google exactly and those experience are my own are two differences too so even in this course of this um webinar right now you might hear some things that you know say and i'll say okay it's good though but this is my own thing. so that's nothing about resume like when you hear any kind of information there's definitely of course there are def- definite standards and general things that you know that's that stand true most of the time but how everyone presents themselves is different because first of all a resume is a way of you to sell yourself when you're not there 
show who the, who you are without the person talking to you to kind of a flyer to an event and you have an idea what the event is all about without you going to the event yet so that's what the resume does so how people sell the people have different personalities people have different backgrounds experience education work and work experience and all that so how you want to actually put all that together and sell yourself is different so there's no way resume a and resume b will be the same thing but there are certain things that would be good if they're in there and that's what we're going to talk about today but after hearing everything still decide where you want to go with right so I've talked about some differences a little bit and tried to put some disclaimer out there. We are not the 100% professionals in this thing. If some people come out and still stay their own, but at least we've had some experiences that have worked for us so far. So we are hoping to share that with you. Um, so the one thing I'm going to talk about when it comes to raising me and then maybe go back to it so you don't, you don't get bored by voices getting someone to review your resume when you are writing any document whether it's a work document or whether it is um, anything at all when you get in, when you're in it for too long you might tend to miss out on some mistakes and typos that you might not just catch so it's always good to have a second pair of eyes fresh eyes to look at it just so that you make sure that you actually don't have mistakes because even if you're very good with your grammar and everything and you mistakenly have a typo people will think you're not confident people will think huh how would she handle work like it's not a good first impression because your resume is your first impression that you won't be able to defend and say oh it was just a mistake like it's always good to have someone else look at it so don't depend on just what you've come up with and feel like oh no i've got this sorted out like no it's it's perfect have someone else look at it because you might have some inputs and yes when you have the input you can choose the one you want but at least when it comes typos and stuff yes word word helps sometimes but sometimes people have so much grammar in one sentence that you see three lines under one bullet point and you can actually have that in like one line or one and a half or two lines like if you can make it more concise so they don't get bored because people go through a lot or if you use the system going through just make it in a way that people can look at it and it's appealing right so so getting someone to review it is definitely a good thing so we can start talking about the content of your resume um and now can we talk about the content like what do you think should be in a resume and then i can chip in and we can go back and forth again yeah sure um so um what are the components of a resume and the resume i'm talking about now is not the nigerian resume where you have your date of birth place of birth and all that no the resume that the recruiter or the hiring manager looks out for is something that it could be a one pager or a two pager, three pages, well, how many pages? But once I pick up that resume, I want to be able to call that uh, applicant immediately because I'm attracted to that person because I can see a great connection from that resume to the job that description or the job that I'm having. So, what yes. is the key content of your resume? This now, this is very, very important, important because your resume must be catchy, but it shouldn't have too much verbiage and too much wording that it becomes like a storybook, but it should have and highlight all the key content. So what should be on your resume is, of course, your name boldly at the top, which your city or your postcode, your phone number, your professional email, not your funky email and then your LinkedIn URL. And then just after that, have the job title there. 
So if you're applying for a project manager job or a pharmacist job or a nursing role, have their nurse or project manager or medical doctor, whatever your title is, have it right there. And then you have your professional profile. So highlight like about five sentences briefly about your professional profile. How many years of experience you have in that industry? What domain and industries you work in? What your key experience is, uh, what your key uh, strengths are. So for example, um, say you're in the tech industry, you can highlight that you've been in tech industry for 10 years and these are the core competences that you have. And you can go on to highlight your core competences as a separate a subsection and you can highlight them different softwares or technologies you've used you know your different skills you know customer relationship skills um conflict resolution skills take skills you know if you're in accounting budgeting and reporting planning taxation you know advisory those kind of key um strengths that you should have for accounting for example so you have those keywords there and then, of course, you need to also state the technologies that you use. So let's say Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, SAP, Oracle, you know, whatever, whatever technologies that you've used, you know, as regards your job role, have them stated there. And then go on into your career and you start from the most recent job that you've had, your current role or the most recent job you've had, you know, state your, your title, you know, state the company and the location and then how long you were there for say 2012 to 2016 you know put it there and then highlight your key accomplishments you don't need to give it a, a history so much history if you feel like okay i'm moving to a different country and maybe the hiring manager may not know that company i worked for you can just say in, in two three lines just briefly give an intro to that company and then highlight your key accomplishments what did you accomplish in that role as a business manager you know or as um, a, a business analyst or as an accountant what were your key accomplishments what projects did you work on what did you achieve be make sure you're accounting for it and you're quantifying it don't just say i successfully uh, carried out uh, a client retention program or I successfully carried out a process improvement program. You need to give statistics. You know, that just makes it a lot more valid, right? Because I'm seeing your resume. I want to believe in what you're telling me. So that makes it a lot more valid. And then you can now highlight your responsibilities, maybe just three or four, if you really need to. You move on to the next, um, the next job, your next career role. And then the same thing you do, your title, the company, the year, highlight your key accomplishments and just be brief about it. If it's a project, state the size of the project, the, the, um, the amount, the budget of the project, you know, and your key accomplishments. What are you able to accomplish with your team? You know, if you work in the large team, the size of your team, all those information, very, very important on your resume. And once you've done that for all your experience to your first job role, or if you have so much experience and not all that experience is relevant for that role, then of course, just highlight, just put their relevant work experience and highlight the relevant years of work experience. And then for the ones that are not relevant, you can just list them as bullet points. You don't have to go into so much detail. 
But very importantly, make sure whatever you're putting in as your accomplishments, your responsibilities are aligned to what that job description is. So don't give the opposite of what they are looking for. If they are looking for an accountant with a specialty in taxation, then you should be highlighting all your projects that you handle taxes, the companies you handle taxes for, how many years you did it for, what was the size, how much was it, like all that information should be included. You can exclude anything that is not related to taxation, for example, because that role is somewhat specialized. And then you can go on to list your education, your master's, your bachelor's, leave out your high school or secondary school, that's not important. And then any relevant certifications or trainings that you have taken or certifications that you have, list them there as well. So for me, that's what makes for a perfect resume. But the key thing is being able to align your resume with the role you're applying for. Make it to be an almost perfect match that when a hiring manager sees your resume, the hiring manager wants to pick up the phone and interview you immediately because you you seem to be a perfect match already. So um, Chichi, what do you have to add? I think I've said what I think should be on the resume. Hey, Anna. So, when you said something about funky email, and my mind, I felt like someone is going to be like, what's funky email? So, I felt, okay, let's, let's have an example. So, what if you have Enola funky at gmail.com? <laughs> Why me? <laughs> it's not you that said it. <laughs> so, Enola funky is a funky email. Oh, hot cheek. So, yeah, Enola funky 97 or... <laughs> Hot tip 1094. Thank you. So that, that's funky. That's, that's exactly what she's saying. Swag boy. Swag, swag boy. Swag, swag boy. <laughs> Stargirl at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> but have to have your full name. It, it makes you look more professional. Like say, Enoeka at gmail. Ymail.com or Shamalgamba at Ymail or Gmail or Yahoo or whatever you're using, right? So stuff like that makes it better. So I just felt like kind of more light on that because some people might be like what's a funky email what does she mean yeah uh what else again okay i think that's it about what you said but um the points you gave they were very valid and most of them were actually on my list as usual so let's go to the <laughs> ones that she hasn't mentioned <laughs> um so uh there's one thing i'm going to say so she kind of touched on it a bit that you know but uh let, i'm going to throw more light on uh how you actually present yourself on your resume and actually how you try to tailor um you are raising it to the job description that has been given on the job posting. So first, I feel like you have to understand what industry are you trying to work in? Is it the oil and gas industry? What kind of role do you want to play? Do you, if it's a particular company, so most of the topics I'm going to be talking about in the next how many months or next episodes that we have are going to be quite intertwined. So when it comes to raising me, I feel like networking has a plays a part in it and when i say that what i mean is if you have a particular person you want to apply to and you know one or two people in there and that at which you must have probably come to networking or you have even just your friends working there is networking you already know the person you don't have to go to something you don't have to do something so fancy like oh linkedin like but if you know people that work there already you could always ask them okay how do you guys is there any particular thing you, you, they look out for like is there a particular way i should actually put it like they always they might have some insider information that might actually help you to like 
strategy way that, like I said, once the recruiter sees it, they be like, okay, this person is a very good fit for the company and for the role. So that networking comes in there a bit because insider tips are very helpful. But it's not a must that you always have that. Sometimes it just works out that you do, and sometimes you might not. But if you do have someone, don't be in a hurry to submit that resume unless you're probably running out of time and you can't reach the person. But if you have some time, uh, like within 24 hours, try to reach out to the person and get the person's tips and see whether the person has anything to offer to you based on what you should have before submitting. And then keywords. So um, if you have, so if you're in a particular role now, and let's say you're trying to apply for a particular role rather, and let's say for example, it's a business and a business analyst role. There are some keywords that you might mention that actually if it's maybe if a hiring manager is looking at it, it might not be a hiring manager, it might usually be HR that look at it most times, but there are some keywords that they might have that hiring manager might have put in there, like have you participated or led workshops or like certain things that are related to business analysis that if you're explaining you cannot you don't have you cannot come out and say um i have led some meetings and if it's a workshop if it's a focus group if it's just like try to use the keywords so that they from day one when they look at it if, if it's what is in the jd they can say okay this matches like it's easy to see that the person understands their role in their, their previous role and the role they want to go into and um it's interesting because i was thinking about this and usually um i try to ask for people's opinions on stuff so today and i told you i was coming back from church before we before we started this call yeah so i was asking my husband looking so what what was the difference between your resume before and after because i made some risk some 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 changes recently and and he's doing some certifications right now a particular certification he's doing right now and he said that the truth is that certifications kind of give you that in um they give you those keywords those terminologies you might have been doing them but you might not have known oh it's called this oh it's called that so when you bring it back to the business analyst role i was talking about so if you're doing a certification the cbap or ccb or whatever and you're reading the ba body of knowledge you might see something okay i did that now but you might not know the actual word it was called i don't know if that makes if that happened to you i know because it, happen, it happens to me sometimes yeah it does happen to everybody yeah <laughs> so so being able to know like okay this like this this is the right way to put it and it actually helps in the interview i won't go into that because that's not the topic for today but being able to actually write that down so he gave me an example he said that before in his resume he had i'm responsible for he's in logistics line so he said i'm responsible for the maintenance servicing and repairing of vehicles and purchase of spare parts and he was like <laughs> when <laughs> That was so long. Like spare parts so, business. Oh. <laughs> that was so long. But this was so hard. Like it's part of logistics and supply chain and stuff like that. But the certification he was, he had done some certifications before, but this one was more tailored to what he actually wants to do here, right? And then he was like, when he when he studied one of the exams he did in, like recently, he was just, he was he went and changed it to I was responsible for vehicles MROs. <laughs> I'm like, what's MROs? And he's like that's actually maintenance repair and i can't remember the word but the bottom line is it looks more professional for, yeah. so anyone in his field that looks at it because the um any, anyone in his field now that looks at it will yeah. know that he knows what he's talking about oh and yeah it helped him get some like some some people are trying to give him some offers and, and he was like it's because of how he's he's changed his resume how he's 
you know how he's interviewed like what he talks about how he presents the same interview but it's all down to the knowledge that you have so getting a certification might be a long-term thing if you don't if you don't have it right now but if you do have something relevant in your field then try and make sure you're using those words that are actually the key terminologies the the technical terms for those things exactly not not like jargon that would be so hard for a guitar person to understand but something that not you don't have to be speaking very plain english you're a professional like try and use the actual terminology for it and that will make you look more professional and then they would want to meet you right so and then when it comes to whatever it is that is in your resume you should try and make sure that it kind of it should match to your linkedin so like i mentioned you're going to be putting your linkedin url you don't want to put in a linkedin url that is very different from what you have on your resume because some of them might go check and if they go check and they feel like oh it's not the same they'll feel like okay so which one is true who is lying here is it, which one? like you need to make sure that it's 100 percent aligned so that they'll be able, even though sometimes okay so when you're talking about tailoring your resume to a particular job description right you might have some relevant experiences that you highlight that you might not that that would actually be more um suited to the role you're applying for yes when they go to the resume the linkedin they might see more than what is on the resume but that's fine but i just feel like you should be able to have something quite at least 80 90 percent match that yeah you wouldn't look so different that they'll be like okay this person hasn't uploaded their link um, updated their linkedin in a, in a while or something that looks fishy oh smells fishy <laughs> yeah yeah so um so that's what i can have for if, if i know if you, and, and if you have any other things you can add um unless you want me to continue (laughs) well yeah what you said is so so right like i mean if you say you've been in banking for 10 15 years um you know you should be able to use the keywords you know related to the financial industry oil and gas the same thing i want to be seeing those keywords right i don't want to be seeing anything plain exactly i don't want to see layman english you should use the terms that are required for that industry for that domain Mm -hmm. you know and mm-hmm. another thing too is the kind of words you also use. You should use action words. Most people they just put in their tax. What they yeah. do every day. When I come yeah. in, I turn on my computer, <laughs> I send email, I attend meetings. But that's how it looks like to me because I'm just in <laughs> attend meetings, uh, okay. working in a team, team building activities. Like oh, I'm not okay. seeing like something that is action actually, words. Like yeah. I led a team of this to do this. I I was I worked in a team where we spearheaded you know exactly. the online banking for this company. I, mm-hmm. I worked you know I I piloted you know this you know like action words that shows you actually took action and you were involved in that team right you know so you don't just come in and just give us like tasks the tasks you did every day your daily tasks we all know what a an accountant does every day but mm-hmm. what was your accomplishment when you worked with ABC company as an accountant what were the key projects that you you handled the accounting or, or taxes or financial reporting for you know so that's right. what that's what we want to see you know okay yeah that's very 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 key because you, you I, initially actually for me i i used to be in those in the league of those people like three years ago ah i, I would put like every single thing but it's not everything it, it, another thing when you, you do a lot in your in the course of your 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 career or in the course of a particular work experience for a particular number of years in a particular company but you don't have to put every single thing put the ones that are impressive like highlight those ones that you know you're proud of and put those ones that you know that will actually impress people and want to know and they will tell you tell me more about that like 
pick those ones, sieve them out and put it. You don't have to say, oh, I have to put every single thing I did. You might take too much space and some of them might not be interesting. Pick the interesting ones and then if you still feel like you want to fill up some space, then put those ones at the end. But the first few po- bullet points should actually be very catchy and yeah. want to make I, I will look at it and be like oh i need to talk to this person right exactly so, so that's what it should be and then um so um so when it comes to learning your resume again to apply for a role so she's mentioned something about accounting you can go into that so if you say let's say it's tax a tax role and the other things that you, you've done within accounts that's really not tax so you bring the tax related ones first and then the last ones can be towards the end mm-hmm. right so you can have your relevant experience and then you can have your other work experience you can choose to remove those ones but personally i so people do remove it but personally i feel like if there are ways even if you just the, the heading of what you did you don't have to go into the exactly ones that are not relevant but still put those ones because you don't you never really know what's actually attracting the person to call you they might be like okay we are hiring for tax too but this person might be useful in in budgeting or something mm-hmm. and then they see that you have some budgeting somewhere just put a budget planner or whatever at the end because it's not relevant right but they might see them be like okay we can have more than we are asking for if we get this person exactly it's not just going to be what we want right so it's a cocktail of a lot of things so i've had uh, I'm not going to specify the exact role, but I had a particular role where I was part of. And the main reason, let me not say the main reason, but one of the reasons that um, I was hired, eventually I, I came to find out, was that it wasn't just the relevance to the role. It was other things. It was the customer service part of it because they felt okay, she'd be able to handle clients very well. It was the um, the financial part of it that is not even related to the role. Like it was a cocktail mix of the, these different things I have going on, and and and, and those are actually end, end up being important in that particular role. It might not be key to the role, but it just makes you. Um, more useful to them than if it was just that actual thing because for me I feel there's something I was discussing with Enoji that day and she was telling me how um, I don't know if she said it was her mentor that told her that or if she was the one that was just telling me honestly right now I can't remember but I know what she said she was saying something about being able to go for a role that is challenging to you and when I took that in for me I told myself okay even if someone if I see someone that is probably went into a role that is probably more comfortable for them like they know what to do they can close their eyes and do it no problem you're already there if you like the place that's fine but try to go out of your way to do other things beyond your role if you have free time to do that volunteer for other things and get yourself involved in other things if you have the time to do that because that makes you stand out in a way because when you start getting in more responsibilities beyond what it is if it's allowed i'm not saying go out of like look at your culture your company culture everything look at everything before you decide this but take that take this advice at your discussion please anyway going back to the advice if you're doing more than what you actually want to what, what you're actually hired to do i feel like it's something that could open doors for them to say okay this person can take take up more responsibilities why don't we give them a more challenging role which might be something more rewarding when it comes to pay i don't know i'm just saying what do you think yeah because yeah i've heard i've heard stories where they tell me oh i should have this role but i i i felt i wanted to just challenge myself and i went to get engaged in other things and then they felt okay she can handle more responsibilities and they promoted her and they promoted him i've heard it like two three times so 
it's either from day one you apply for something that's challenging which is good and then you're really challenged you every day you do something new you're learning and it's not just what you're comfortable with maybe 60 70 percent of the role you're very good with but the other 30 percent you're learning and you're pushing yourself to grow and filling that role or even when you go into something that you're 100 percent 95 percent or whatever comfortable with you try to go out of that because that means you have you need to have some room to grow you have to be able to be in a role where you're you're learning not just doing what you're used to you have to be able to grow and learn right so so that's one other thing i also mentioned when it comes to going into applying like every, every other thing that you have is not a waste there's a reason why you have that knowledge there's a reason why you have that experience so don't hide it you can project the ones that you know that they want to see but don't completely remove it that's my own opinion you can have a different one <laughs> Well, that's my opinion. No, I, I, yeah. I, truly, I truly support what you said, you know, because you never know what part of the experience, um, you know, would get you that job, you know. Um, you never know. Yeah. You just never know. So just highlight your relevant experience and then let them also know that, oh, I do have this, this uh, other skills, you know, because exactly. whenever an opportunity comes up for it, you know, you, you could just be pushed into that new role. And like Shoma mm-hmm. said, it could be more rewarding with pay. It could be a higher level and that's better yeah. salary for you. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I want to talk about, you know, some mistakes I made and I had to correct along the way that I find like other people would, it would help them. First of all, it's, right. don't list all your daily tasks. Nobody needs to know what you do every day. We know you, mm-hmm. we know you do all those reporting on Excel and all that, but you need to give mm. facts with right. figures, right? You know, are your accomplishments straight to the point, not listing 10 things that you did. You know, we don't want to see that. Secondly is if you're applying to a different country, the truth is what your role may be called in your country may be different from what is called in another country. I had that experience too. Um, some terms and some keywords that may be used may be different. So let's take, for example, banking. Banking in Nigeria versus Canada, there the financial security instruments are different, right? So you need mm-hmm. to know that even the job title you know the title of a financial service rep is not what we call a marketing manager you know in nigeria things like that so you need to take note of the keyword so when you look at the job descriptions use the same job title don't change your job title don't leave your job title if it's different but you know that the role is the same make sure your job title is aligned with the job title of that role very very important secondly is currency so if you're, or thirdly, if you're, um, if you're in a different country and the currency is different from the country where you're applying to, please change the currency to the country's currency. For example, dollars. Don't leave it in Naira or CDs or Yen. Change, convert it to dollars so that it's, it's a lot more relatable with the recruiter or the HR person that's looking at your resume, you know? And of course, if your company is not like a global company, that you know has a lot of global presence do do good to give a brief intro about your company that just helps the person know okay what industry you've worked in the size of the (laughs) company and all that um another thing i'd like to say is don't hesitate to get reviews let people review your resume if you have people you know who you respect to you look up to that you know that have been in the industry for a long time or they are working in that same role you know send them a pleasant uh, email please kindly review my resume i'm i'm working to 
uh, on my resume for this uh, role and all that and the person can review it because a different set of eyes you can pick out some um mistakes now i want to talk about tools the tools that you can use for your resume so if you have grammarly grammarly will help you with correcting spelling error spelling errors punctuation errors like all oh, grammarly stuff. is really good you know yeah. your phrases helping you align them and then the second yeah. thing is being able to scan your job application with um uh the job description so using job scan job scan is a great resource for you to job scan, scan your resume right. it, it highlights the keywords yeah. on the job description and tells you you need to match up these keywords and when you do that it gives you a percentage range you know 80 90 percent at least you know you're good because your resume is going to pass through the ats but what i'd also like to say is as much as you want to always align your resume to the job description make sure you have a master resume that has all your accomplishments, everything necessary for your role as an accountant, as a business analyst, as a project manager, as a nurse, as a doctor, you know, as a financial services manager, you know, you have that master resume. And then when you need to apply for a different job, you just need to take a copy of that resume and, you know, align it to that job description. Boom, you're sending in your application. But not like you have to start every time because once you have that master copy you know it's easier for you to actually apply for new job you know as you go so i think that's that's all for me okay um that's really good very good points there um one last thing i'm gonna say is no not the last thing not the last thing i'm not committing to the last thing because <laughs> i know myself <laughs> not the last thing but let's go back to what Enno said about um having metrics or having you know figures um in your resumes if you get any document right now and you're looking at it and you have where you have numbers percentages not money figures your eyes automatically go to them like very fast and that's the same thing or if it's a recruiter that is looking at your resume i've had one that told me that once they see a resume they want to see what what how happened with the numbers they want to see what happened with the numbers so that it's always very key like the more numbers not like you have numbers in every line okay <laughs> not line not number every line that put number but at least have <laughs> have have numbers so that it can be ones that are really important so you can draw them and that means that they can easily see the achievements immediately the you know the key things and you don't have to make them to they, they really scan through these things if they don't have a, a job scan or ats that goes through it like the application that just scans it for them if they have to they have to go even if the ats does it and they maybe like shot it like five they're probably gonna still scan it with their eyes so you want to have something really like that will just make them to go straight to those figures. So those figures actually help you because when when you have the figures there, they have something to look at and you know, just gauge in the quick few seconds that okay, okay, you want to talk to this person, right? So it helps as well. Anyway, I just felt I should mention that so that if you, if you put yourself in the person's shoes, I'd be like, okay, actually when I see a, a, a paper and I see figures, I want to see what percentage is that like oh, we we achieve twenty percent of reduced cost by thirty percent during the pro- after the project or whatever like put things like that that will make them want to you know say okay this person was part of something really good and then the next thing is so uh canada canada generally oh, back yeah. home, I don't, we do volunteering back home but it's not as pronounced as it is here um so it's very important that when you come here don't forget about getting the job it, okay let me also forget about it it's good to think about getting the job because you know we need to hustle but it's also good to also want to just help for help's sake and 
if, if you end up doing that like come here and kind of you know get involved in your community look out for ways you can volunteer um uh, there's a couple of um, there's this website oh my goodness I can't remember right now this website where you have where you can go for a bunch of volunteering positions and you can actually just volunteer there um, the ones okay let me go back to the one I can easily remember if you are if you have any any professional bodies you're part of me I have a, a couple of them I still, I still have to even be a part of self so it's not like I'm so perfect with this whole thing but there are some bodies you can go and be a part of and try and see okay why can I help you out How what, do you have any events coming up I want to volunteer there's easily other things that might not be related to your profession even though I would prefer you volunteer for some, something related to your profession so you're probably learning while you're doing the volunteering but if not you can just on your free time if you if you have the heart to help with say Salvation Bank or Dropping Center there are a bunch of other places you can just help yeah those kind of places you can just go there volunteer your time and help people out and it's something that I've had it I've had it as conversation starters in a couple of my interviews where one of the one of the mm-hmm. recruiters were, and she actually hired me that day like she <laughs> it was something that we talked about so much because apparently she volunteers in the same place and, she was, and that was most really what we made us to kind of when you, you okay so when we go to interview probably going to talk about how you want to connect with people interviewing you but that was one of the things that made me to connect with her and we had something to talk about that we had the shared I had in common right so so you ne- just really never know so volunteer to help people but if when you do you can add it to your resume and to something that could actually make them feel like okay we could I, I, I feel connected to this person if it's something it doesn't even have to be something that they also do but you never know it can happen that way and then if you have memberships say professional memberships of course I don't think I have to mention this one but let me just say it just in case if you're in part of any professional body mention it there and if you're part of any other thing that I feel like would actually be interesting for them to know put it there as well and then also we've talked about outline and making it visibly appealing very um, very important and having a good font size and not having and like you five don't, you don't put any color have like five i don't like fonts, I think so you're, you're, not, you're not you're not you're not you're not a coloring book like i i get hurt up when i see so many colors on the resume uh-huh. and i'm not a fan of having your picture on your resume like i don't know why people do that for me Some, some, well, I think it depends on the company. I've heard that there are some companies that actually like it. And then I heard, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to say something I'm not sure, but I've heard some people say mm-hmm. that, yeah, there, there are some companies that if, that that like it or uh, some countries or whatever. I really don't know. But but honestly, you just have a, a simple outline. If you want to use black or blue, just use one. For But the one that I know that I don't like is, so you see, having a lot of fonts like you have a lot of fonts like different font sizes the ats would even just makes it it does it does not organize it's it yes it's just it puts exactly. even human beings there if, if computer will not pick it it's not <laughs> you know so it has to be something that is really appealing for someone to want to actually read further and then if for whatever reason everything you finish saying today you've done it and you've tried i feel like ah, i've heard some of these things before i thought i just need help <laughs> oh my if god the IT industry, i'm going to turn on the spot she did not tell me to do this stuff but i'm going to do it and i'll help people with it <laughs> oh my yes. god and don't cut this part of this video out my life you cut it out put it on the comment section and I also a resume for IT sec like for the IT sector, see so business analyst. But you pay how? You pay. 
if you're her friend, I don't know, but you shall pay. You pay with your friend to support our ministry. And now, where's my percentage? I need percentage in this thing. So, she helps with resume so it can go to her for resume. I help to review, but it's more of general. Like, for instance, I sector in the Nigerian girl. And then, if you're not in the architecture, you need someone, you can just go around and search. I know maybe when we post this video, I'll probably, we'll probably, I think I'll mention one or two people, but I know some some companies actually do like professional resume writers and they'll, they'll ask you grilling questions that you, you, you because not everyone is really a good writer that can put things together, to be honest. So, you might have the money and you might want to pay for it. So, if, you, if you've got to do that, because it's a good investment. So, let's say, for example, you pay. Uh, whatever amount of money, even if it's hundred or two hundred dollars, if you work for a day or two, depending on your salary, you make that money back. It's not a good investment. And you now start, you're now getting extra, extra on top. So, I know. See, our business, our ministry is moving. I'm, I'm done. I've said that. Just a caveat. I never asked your man to say anything like that. So. <laughs> I know. She did not tell me. I know. So that's why you work at it. So she did not tell me to say it, but she can help you if you're in the IT sector. Because at least you can. But you pay. You pay. You just have to pay, right? But this what we're doing now is free. You're not paying, right? But I'm sure that we the tips you have, like uh, honestly, seriously, I, had I learned. I learned a long that way. Nobody told this, me in this um, audio when I. Exactly. I didn't have all these tips at once during my when I was doing mine. So you can actually see got things out and get a job without having to pay anyone, to be honest. You can. But if you feel like you've gotten this is for people that have gotten to a point where they feel like they've heard this before, they've done it, they're just not good at putting things together. And that's fine. People are different. Um, but I just like to you say, you know, sometimes you when you pick up your own so, resume, yeah. you know that that resume is yeah. not catchy. No. If you look at a job description. If you look at the yeah, job, that's why they need that. That's why your resume just like you know, quite speaking. <laughs> then no, 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 no. You need to go back, go back to the drawing table. You know, put in some work. And I like to say, I don't like for me. You know, like we said earlier, this is very subjective. Um, you know, I don't like headers. I don't really like headers in my yeah. resume. And I'm also, I don't also agree that it must be a two-page resume. Um, if you have lots of years of experience and you have a lot of relevant experience. So I'm not saying because I'm, uh, it must not be two page. You now go and give a full story. No. But if... <laughs> no. So I'm going to do but, five pages. No, that's not saying this thing you're saying. But if, <laughs> if someone has had 50 years experience, I mean, come on. You know, mm. and you've been involved in a lot of projects, like a whole lot of projects. I can totally understand that. And every recruiter or hiring manager will totally understand this person has a but I mean if you have just like four or five years experience why do you need to have more than two pages you know of you know you know so the, the more information you get the better but you need yeah. to get the most important information out there we know you've done so many things we know that you are so excellent you know you used to come to work early at 6am you know you would you know you serve your you help your boss <laughs> No, but I really don't want to be that what you say right now is something you've seen resume, resume But just stick to stick to what's important. Focus on your focus. Yeah. Focus on that job role. And every job role is different. And I mean, if you see a job role and you know there's some mm. certain technology or some certain skills that are required for that resume. I'm I'm sorry, but you need to have it on your resume. If not, you're gonna be kicked out. So if you don't if you don't know how to use it, do some research, start learning it, and then have it right. on your resume as well. And for a different job um different industries really you know different roles there are some key 
there are some key um, softwares, tools that are used on the job, like a project manager or a BA. You must always use those kind of tools. So if you don't have that on your resume, that's a no-no. And then if you're in a, re- in a regulated profession, you must have your licenses or your certifications, you know, stand out on your resume. Because if you don't have it there, then of course, we're going to throw your resume out of the pile. So those are the things you need to always, you know, and then keep updating. Maybe you, you know, take a new training, a new certification, you know, you learn something new, put it on your resume, keep updating it. It's a living document. You shouldn't, you shouldn't just be something you do one time. And you yeah, just leave it that way, keep updating it, you know, and also also keep improving yourself. Right. And with that, for me, I, I've come to the end of talking about resumes today. Uh, Choma, do you have anything else to say? Okay. No, I don't have anything else okay. to say. Okay. Um, All right. I, I actually That's good. Um, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much, Choma, for today. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you to all who have been listening to yeah. us. Thank um, you, too. <laughs> From different countries. Thank you, guys. Germany, Norway, UK, <laughs> Canada, Nigeria, USA. We love you. Thank you so much. I'd like to say, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast channels, please leave a review. Uh, YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a review. Any of the podcast podcast channels, subscribe so you can always get an alert once we upload a new episode. If you're listening on Anchor, you can send us a voice message telling us how you feel. And then if there's anything you want us to talk about as well, feel free to leave a comment, you know, if we want to know your feedback, uh, we'll always find a way to, you know, get those relevant topics necessary for your career growth. So thank you guys. And till the next episode is bye for me. Yeah. And then for me, what I'm going to say so is we have many, a lot of interesting so topics many. that are going to make you learn a lot so much coming up so watch this space leave reviews the reviews make us feel happy exactly feel, feel like if you are talking about person don't want person out there so please please leave those reviews so that you can you know how give let the ginger be all bad, you know so help us help us help all you, right. right bye okay thank you for listening bye